You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans in NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, literally wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Thursday. A lot to cover today and some really big news coming from Drew and Lauren Holiday. That is awesome. We're going to lead with the, that in today's show. Then we're going to get into Nikhil Alexander-Walker. You heard me talking about it with the Spurs guys yesterday where he talked about wanting to play like Manu Ginobili. What's that exactly mean, though? And also, we've got some other information about Nikhil during all of this time. And then finally, we're going to wrap up the show talking about snitches. Yeah, that's right. There's a lot of snitching going on in the NBA's restart bubble. So let's do it in this edition of Locked on Pelicans. So let's lead off with uh, a very uplifting story. The best story that we've probably had during all of this quarantine, to be perfectly honest. It was announced today that uh, when Drew Holiday was on the jump, ESPN's the jump, that he and Lauren Holiday announced they are donating his game checks for the remainder of the regular season, potentially worth up to $5.3 million to a variety of charities across the country and including black-owned businesses. This is awesome. This should make you love Drew Holiday more than you probably already love Drew Holiday. We don't worry about his his troubles in the clutch or anything like that. This is just such a cool gesture by the Holiday family here. And we've talked about him a lot. And this is one of those things where Drew had said he wanted to return and to make a statement out there on the court. Well, it's not just putting something on the back of your jersey, wearing something, talking about it in press conferences and keeping the focus on racial inequality. But it's also taking significant action to the tune of $5.3 million. That's a lot. Like that's a lot of money. That's more so than what most people, most NBA players are doing. And this is now this isn't a competition. Let me be very clear with that. Anthony Davis donated donated two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. That's freaking awesome too. Like we should be celebrating all of this, and it's not a competition between with any of these guys. But five point three million is a freaking lot. And this is going to make a big difference. It's going to go through their charity to their organization to a variety of other charities. And one of the really cool things is the part about it going to black-owned businesses. When you look at the PPP money, the Paycheck Protection Program, that has been given out in questionable ways at times with it, I think. And this is a way for them to help minority-owned businesses, black-owned businesses stay in business, keep paying people, keep helping the economy that way, and really putting you know his money where his mouth is. He had said, you know, right now in this fight, they need time and money, and Drew Holiday is lucky to be blessed with both. And this was Lauren's idea, too. She wrote that very big article in the Players' Tribune about the incident with the police and Drew Holiday, and now she was the one that encouraged them to maybe donate this money and kind of gave Drew Holiday the push. You know, you, you see a lot of stuff that are words and you wonder what the actions are going to be behind it. Well, this is a very big action and that's unbelievably generous of them to see. Very cool to see. This is one of those things that 
just is probably going to inspire others to get involved with this and cause other players to donate or donate more than what they're already doing. And it just speaks to the true character of both of these people, Drew and Lauren. And if we just want to focus on Drew, since this is a Pelicans podcast, think about the leadership he is showing here with this move. Think about the leadership he does with everything, first and foremost. Going to the bubble, even though Lauren is pregnant with their second child and all of the complications that she had before, maybe he just wants to be there for her. And I'm sure he does. But he wanted to come and be with his teammates and help get this Pelican squad into the playoffs. And then he wanted to be a leader with their off-the-court things going on. And now he's doing it to the tune of $5.3 million, potentially. Yeah, it's a lot. These are big statements showing his true character, showing his true leadership. Uh, and he can easily go down, if he's not already there, as the most beloved uh, Pelicans player in history. He's probably, you know, top five most beloved athletes in New Orleans history, particularly with something like this. And contrast it to Drew, to Drew Brees in the beginning. Now, Drew Brees has done a very big turnaround with his comments about kneeling and the disrespecting of America and the military, which is not what the kneeling is about at all. Just a call, um, you know, uh, put eyes on the social injustice that's out there. But Drew Brees has come around on this sort of stuff too, uh, sponsoring a lot of the stuff with historically black colleges and universities too, getting involved with other things. And Drew said that, you know, he, he needed actions, not just words in the wake of everything that went on with that. And he did. And now you've got Drew Holiday really stepping up with that as well. So you've got true leaders of both franchises here in New Orleans. Different paths to get there a little bit, but the end result might be the most important thing. And to see Drew Brees really come around like he did and really understand the issues, it's tough to change people's minds in this day and age. Everyone's very entrenched in their beliefs. But to have uh, Drew Brees really listen to his teammates who were very upset with him. That's the biggest thing from that is his teammates were upset with his comments and he listened to them and it really changed his views on all of this to the point where the president of the United States tried to pick a fight with Drew Brees and Brees didn't just kind of agree with that and try and get the president, arguably the most powerful man in the world off of his back, but instead said, no, they're not kneeling to protest America or the military or anything like that. New Orleans should feel very lucky to have two people of this caliber, both Drew and Drew here with this sort of thing. Very rare to see these kind of guys uh, really step up like this, put their money where their mouths are with all of this and kind of make this sort of action out there. Unbelievably inspiring, unbelievably awesome. Just very cool story. There's no way we weren't going to lead with it here in today's edition of Locked On Pelicans. So don't forget, subscribe to Locked On Pelicans wherever you get your podcast from. Back to Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, five days a week for you all as we gear up for the NBA's return. We've got a lot more fun stuff coming for you all as well across the network and some other things I'm working on. I just got some art back on it. It looks freaking awesome, so I am really excited. So thank you all for tuning in during this hiatus. Excited to get the NBA back. And now just make sure you subscribe to Locked On Pelicans wherever you get your podcast from. All right, so we touched on it a little bit yesterday, but I wanted to look at it a bit more in today's show. Nikhil Alexander-Walker mentioned in his media availability that he's been working on his left hand. He's, bit, he's ambidextrous. He played primarily with his right, but during this hiatus, I think he started to feel much more comfortable with his left. And also, frankly, it kind of mixes it up and can confuse NBA players at times and make it easier to finish at the rim as they try and take away potentially one side of the basket and leaving the other one open. And if you can kind of get over there and do it with your offhand, it can make a world of difference. So Nikhil has been kind of working on his left hand and he said though he asked for a lot of film and he's been watching a lot of film of Manu Ginobili and I think that is 
absolutely awesome. And he said, this is the quote, fortunately, I actually got a lot of time to reevaluate and understand where I'm at right now at the time of the hiatus and just focus on where I need to improve and where I lack in the season and how I can improve with what I have now. I was able to get into the gym, still work out, still try to get lifts in and stay in shape. I watched a lot of film. I messaged one of the film guys about Manu Ginobili, specifically because he had to use his, uh, I had to use my left hand a lot. His craftiness, his speed, his change of pace. He was a great player in my opinion. Just tried to pick up as much as I could from him. If you're a Pelicans fan, oh, you should, you should just be unbelievably excited about this. Like We don't even need to dive into more about Ginobili, which we will here. You, you know all about him. You want to have that dude on your team, right? How annoying was it to play against a dude like that? One, his reflexes to just knock down a bat that was flying around on the court, like in the moment, was pretty cool. But just that crafty player that could score from deep, could score at the rim, that annoyed the living hell out of you. And also got under opponent skins at times, too. Yeah, you want a dude like that, a guy that's selfless, that will start, will come off the bench, whatever it is that's needed. Manu Ginobili was that guy, and he filled that role. Well, Nikhil thinks he can kind of fill that role, and I love his comment about the craftiness. Uh, we've seen this year, you know, it hasn't been tremendous for Nikhil Alexander-Walker after a really good summer league. He's played in 41 games, averaging just 5.1 points per game uh, in, where's his minutes, in 12.2 minutes per game. But he's only shooting 34% from the field and 34.2% from three. Hasn't been great. He's gotten almost two assists per game, two rebounds, that's nice, but he just hasn't kind of, you know, been anything other than the 17th overall pick. But part of it is because he's got one speed and he goes downhill. He's either gonna launch a three or he's gonna get the ball and he's gonna drive and he's gonna attack. You know, we, we mentioned his drives per game. He was at 4.2, I think it was, compared to Lonzo 6. And that's in 20 fewer minutes than what Lonzo Ball was playing. He's got one speed. Go at the attack or shoot three. Those are kind of the two things that he can do. And so if you add some craftiness into this, okay, I can get behind this. One, it'll give him that kind of change of pace, the ability to shift gears as you're driving, which is going to free you up a little bit more and make it easier to score around the rim so that you can't just try and get by people with your just pure speed. I think that is a very, very big thing. He didn't finish well around the rim at all. In zero to three feet, so basically in the restricted area, he shot 46.2%. That's not good down low like that. But having some craftiness to either create a little bit more space or to just beat your defender that way, instead of it kind of being obvious how to defend you and hopefully that I'm quicker than you are or I can get in position quicker than you so that I take away the rim, that's going to make him more successful attacking and going downhill. And that is what gets me really excited about this. If he can add that level to his game, he'll be a very useful rotation player quicker than what we would think. The fact that he is selfless like Manu Ginobili, that he can finish with his left or right hand should make him much more of a threat when he's out there on the court. You don't know how to defend a guy like that. It's not easy. So having him be able to pick these things up and having kind of all of those traits that Manu Ginobili has, hell yeah, sign me up. Also, sign me the hell up for this dude growing three quarters of an inch during this break. He's already listed at 6'5". He's going to go up to 6'6 now? Heck yeah, that sounds good to me. I love this. Uh, so he's having a great, great little offseason, a little hiatus that we've all been seeing from a number of these players. But yeah, sign me the hell up for Nikhil Manu Ginobili Alexander Walker that's an inch taller. 
I think that can be a very, very good player. I don't quite know what his ceiling would be. Probably, you know, maybe six man off the bench and definitely a rotation guy. But having Nikhil lead a second unit, I can absolutely see that being a thing and really, really get behind that. If this raises his field goal percentage, makes him finish around the rim better, yeah, we're going to be in a good spot and he can really help this team over these eight games if he's able to pick up some of that right away. So before we get into the snitching going on in the NBA's bubble, today's show is brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models out there, it's basically impossible for traditional chain stores to stock the parts your car might need. Whether you're a do-it-yourselfer, whether you're just trying to save a little bit of money and repair one or two things that are very easy to do, or you're restoring a full-blown classic here, rockauto.com makes it easy to shop online for parts at the reliably low prices they have in their catalog. If you go into a chain store, they're going to have one part. They're going to have one type of brake caliper. They're going to have one type of master cylinder for you. They're not going to give you different options, which means you're stuck at their price, which means they can also jack up that price and make it more expensive for you. But rockauto.com has a very unique catalog that is unique and easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and then choose the brands and specific parts and prices that you prefer. And best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so that they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. So we're wrapping up talking about snitching. This is kind of a fun story and probably my favorite story that we've had about the NBA's bubble so far. And honestly, I don't think I think there's anything that's going to be able to top it. We get to make jokes about this because they're fun and, you know, just fire these things off like we're about to make so much fun of Chris Paul during all of this, but it's also something that's good. It's good. So what's going on here is the NBA in the bubble introduced a, a hotline that you could call and report you know, protocol violations, safety violations, social distancing violations. Someone's not wearing a mask. You can snitch on them and report them that way. And this is a good thing because this bubble is on a knife's edge and could be compromised very easily. So you want players to take this very seriously. And one person screwing it up could easily, easily kind of doom the rest of the season. We've already seen two guys break protocol and it's not good. Right. Things are okay so far. But if that starts to become widespread or it gets worse, like, no, absolutely not what you want to see whatsoever from this. If you want to see the NBA restart. So it's great to see that players are taking it seriously and reporting people if they're screwing up, if they're not doing what they should be doing. Now, it could be just Chris Paul calling into the hotline all the time trying to get any sort of competitive edge to help the Oklahoma City Thunder advance in the playoffs. I believe there'll be repercussions if guys are like repeatedly found in violation of the protocols there. And Chris Paul is known for kind of doing these little things. Remember the game where he got a guy uh, a foul for and free throws for realizing the player didn't have their jersey tucked in or something like that and then got told the ref and that's a rule in the NBA and so the ref called a foul and all of that stuff like that is absolutely miserable um, and you don't want that out on the court. So Chris Paul's probably doing all that stuff because that's just kind of who he is, very petty, uh, very almost childlike. But this is overall a good thing. I like that these guys are taking it very seriously. I like that these guys are all really out there trying to make sure that this is going to go off. Their money depends on it. The you know health of the league depends on it. 
All of that is really, really important. So it's fun to make these jokes about Chris Paul and some of these other guys. And on Locked On NBA, John Corrales and I, my co-host on Wednesday, I asked him about this. Do you think Michael Jordan would have called into the snitch line to try and get people like thrown out of games or suspended or what have you? We both agreed that he wouldn't do it, but he'd call you out in some other way and kind of shame you on all of this stuff, um, which is also an effective way to go about it. But we want the NBA to go off. So we can get our jokes about the snitch line in Chris Paul, which is great. It's easy. It's low-hanging fruit, but it's still funny to me. But it's also a good thing that they're taking it so seriously, and that gives me more hope that we really might be able to see the NBA pull this off. I think it can work. I think their plan's as good as any that's out there, maybe the best out there, but it still requires everyone kind of doing all of this stuff. And if they don't, well, then it might fail. This probably means at least it won't kind of get broken down. The bubble won't burst because of some stupid action like this. So there you go. That's why I'm in favor of this. Jokes plus it's serious. Like, hell yeah. Sign me up for that kind of thing here. So I love it. So that's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you all for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. And I'll be back with you all tomorrow. Now tell your, your smart device to play podcast Locked On NBA.